0: God for the Lord he is risen one more time for the Lord he is risen one more time for the Lord he is risen he is risen just in case those of you don't understand what's going on here in the first century when he was risen they said the Lord he is risen. And everyone responded, yes, he is risen indeed. So let's try this one more time. For the Lord, he is risen. Yes, he is risen indeed. For the Lord, he is risen. Yes, he is risen indeed. Lord, is risen. Yes, is risen indeed. Woo! glory to God. Give the Lord a shout today. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I've got something on my heart. What a joy it is to be with you today. We have an empty tomb in Jesus' name. Amen? I said we have an empty tomb in Jesus' name. And if it's all right with you, since the tomb is empty, I'm going to go ahead and have church. And I want you to understand, church is different than a program. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there's some things on my heart as I've been spending time with the Lord before we came together this morning. And uh, I have an instruction here from the Lord. It's exciting. I'm excited about it. I know you will be too. But the Spirit of the Lord wants to prepare the atmosphere and minister to your heart for the Word of the Lord to come in just exactly like we heard the Lord say. He said the kingdom of God is like this. As if a man would plant a seed and then he said that seed is the word of god god wants to plant a seed in your heart today hallelujah and he wants to prepare the soil and the atmosphere to get our heart ready before that seed is planted i want to read a a scripture and then we've got one more thing to do before we actually break open the word and open our hearts to receive that word But I want to read this scripture as instructed of the Lord right before I stepped out. I saw it very clearly. And I want you to bring up, if you would, on the screen for me so everyone can follow, Isaiah chapter 59. And I want to start at verse 17. And we're going to read through verse 21. Now we could back up a little bit and we could find that the Lord looked. (laughs) Hey! the Lord looked into the earth, and behold. Those that should have been prospering had become a prey. They could not rise themselves up. And some other things that he saw, and he saw that the earth was unequal and how that the wicked were prospering and the righteous were being oppressed. And it says he saw it and even truth could not enter and he was not pleased. And because he was not pleased and no man could intervene, It said God Himself. Let's read what He did. Are you ready to read what He did? Today we are witnessing and living in the result of what He did. And I want you to read this out loud with me together in Jesus' name. We're going to read to the end of the chapter. Are you ready? Get ready. Get set. Let's go. For He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, and to the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Sion. And unto them that turn, from transgression in Jacob saith the Lord as for me this is my covenant with them saith the Lord my spirit which is upon thee my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth nor out of the mouth of your seed nor out of the mouth Of your seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. He clothed himself. Raised up on a tree, bam, he put a standard on a mountain. And when the enemy would come in, it would hit that standard, and like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord and the breath of the Lord would drive vengeance and fury and recompense toward our enemies. And he made a covenant with us that no weapon formed against us would prosper, that a standard would be erected against our enemies and that his Spirit would come upon us and his Word would then come in our mouths. And when it did, the same Spirit that came with force against the enemy 2,000 years ago on that tree will come at the enemy every time he comes at your life and will come at the enemy every time he comes at the life of your seed and your children and will come at the enemy every time he comes at your life, your seed and your children's children. From this day forward forever, there's a standard raised against the enemy and no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. Glory to God, hallelujah, what a day of victory we have. For the Lord, he is risen. For the Lord, he is risen. And he's risen for me and he's risen for you and the standard is high today. And that victory is for you, for your children and for your children's children. And we have all of this, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He has saved us by the regeneration of the Spirit and the renewal and the washing of the Holy Ghost. Today, He is here to do the same. We have all of these blessings. We are the righteousness of God in Christ, in Christ alone. Today, you know, you can see in the Spirit. But you can also hear in the Spirit. And early in the morning, on this resurrection morning, a great while before day, I heard it resounding over and over, and I heard a voice. And I heard a voice in song, singing a certain song. And when I heard it, the anointing just began to reverberate through my soul, and I knew by the Spirit, if it's something that we could accomplish, He wanted it done to this day to prepare the soil of our hearts for the seed that's going to come in. I'm telling you, we have every bit of this in Christ, in Christ alone, in Jesus' name. So I've asked my son Jacob what I heard in the Spirit to act it out today. Son, will you come and minister to the people?
1: Uh, do you mind if I share something? I don't mind a bit. Okay. First of all, I'm to get this part out of the way. <laughs> I don't like singing specials. It's weird and awkward because you're sitting there watching me and just listening, right? Okay. So when I start singing, I'm going to have you stand up. I have asked them if they could put the words on the screen for you to sing along with me. I don't know if they were able to do that, but I've got something else that came up in my heart as I was preparing to do this, a couple things. I want to share a little story with you. I would regard it as a parable, but it's not one you'll find in the Bible, okay? There was a father who called his son into the room that he was in, and when the son came in there, the father was holding a precious jewel. And the son asked, well, what is that? And he said, this is something I want to give you. And he handed it to the son. And the son said, how much is it worth? And the father said, I want you to do something real quick. I want you to go down to the marketplace, and I want you to talk to the baker. I want you to offer him that and see what he'll give you for it. Then I want you to go over to the jewelry shop and offer it to the jeweler. jeweler, And see what he would give you for it. And then I want you to go down to the museum. I want you to talk to the curator and offer him the jewel and see what he would give you for it. And then bring it back here to me and let me know what you've discovered. So the son took the jewel and he went down to the marketplace and he talked to the baker and he offered it. And the baker said, I'll give you $2 for it. And so the son went to the jewelry shop. He talked to the jeweler and the jeweler said, I will pay you $200 if you'll give me that jewel. So then he went to the museum. He talked to the curator, and the curator said, I will give you $200,000 if you give me that jewel and allow me to display it as it should be in this museum. And the son took the jewel back to the father, and he told the father what transpired, and the father said, There's only one person who can truly decide the value of the jewel you've been given, and that's you. There's many people you'll come throughout you'll come to throughout your life that will value you at differing values. Some not as much, some more than others. But only you can look in the mirror and decide what you are worth. There is one who told you what you were worth and showed you what you were worth. He came to this earth. Let me tell you about him real quick. This is the second thing. Isaiah chapter 53. I'm going to read out of the New American Standard Version. Who has believed our message? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot. Y'all remember Jesus telling the story to the kids. First there was nothing, and he grew up as a tender shoot. And like a root out of parched ground, he has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed." All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. This morning, as I was preparing to sing this song, I was reminded of my own life. My journey so far in these 34 years that I've experienced upon this earth And I couldn't make it through the whole song while I was practicing it. Now, I did when we sound checked it. Thank God. So maybe I'll make it through for you, but maybe not. All right? I'm saying that so that if I break down in tears, you understand why. Because all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned his own way, but the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb, a sheep that is silent before its shears, So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was a rich man in his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. We're talking about the jewel that you've been given by your father but the lord was pleased to crush him putting him to grief if he would render himself as as a guilt offering he will see his offspring he will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the lord will prosper in his hand as a result of the anguish of his soul he will see it and be satisfied By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, and he will bear their iniquities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's in Christ alone. I'm going to ask that you go ahead and stand with me. And we are going to proceed to worship God together. Hopefully, they'll have the words on the screen if they don't you know it, it's an old hymn, it's nothing new, and it's Phillips, Craig, and Dean, so come on, for those of you who have been in church for a long time, you'll understand, go ahead. strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love what depths of peace when fears are still when striving cease i comfort earth. I, all in all, here in the love of Christ, I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless pain this gift of love and righteousness. Born by the ones he came to save, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. of the world by darkness slain then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory since curse has lost its grip on me I fought with the precious blood of Christ, in Christ alone I place my trust. source of strength my source of of hope in christ alone i place my trust Source of strength, my source of strength. first cry to final breath jesus commends my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home here in the power of christ I'll, stay. I'll stay. No scheme of man could ever pluck me from His hand. No power of hell, no scheme of man could ever pluck me from His hand. No power of hell, no scheme of man could ever pluck. Me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand.
0: Mighty God,
1: everlasting
0: Father, wonderful counsel. Prince of all peace, for the government of the world is on your shoulders. And of the increase of your government and of your peace, there shall be no end. Everlasting Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus, in whose name the whole family of heaven and earth is named, it is for this cause we both pray, even bow our knees, stand in reverence, or utter the great grace of this gospel. May the word of God go forth in power unabated by any force, for it will not, it can never return void. It will accomplish that which you please, for the tomb is empty. You have the keys, and you are the same. Thank you for that name, and thank you for the joy of the resurrection today. Help me to help the people And glorify yourself in our midst in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord, He is risen. risen Amen. Give the Lord one more shout. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Take your Bibles, please, if you would, and open them to the book of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel chapter 28 Matthew's gospel chapter 28 and I want to say a great big thank you to each and every one that was a part of helping our children to understand and to know that the tomb is empty that Jesus is alive And that we can enjoy festivities and games and all things like barbecue on the hill. But that today isn't about a bunny and an egg. It's about an empty tomb. My God. So if you'll begin reading with me today in Matthew chapter 28. I want to start reading in verse 1. And if you'll follow along with me on the screen, those of you that would like to follow in your Bibles, you can follow in your text as I read these verses. I want to welcome the great congregation today, everyone literally across the nation and around the world that's a part of Harvest International Ministries and all of our partners, especially the internet campuses of Harvest Church, TXK, and it's not TXK where you are, glory be to God. You see the world from here. And I want you to know there's more with us than there is with them. And I'm asking you to release your faith because the mighty one is in our midst today. Matthew 28, 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn, Towards the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. And sat right on top of it. Mm. And the angel's countenance was like lightning, and his garment and raiment was white as snow. So awesome was the sight, for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and they fell down like dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, ye. For I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen. Just like he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and behold he goes before you into Galilee and there shall you see him lo I've told you they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and with great joy and they ran to bring the disciples work and as they went to tell his disciples Behold, Jesus met them on the way, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet, and they worshiped him. Then said Jesus unto them again, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. Some doubted. And Jesus came. Mm-mm-mm. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power. Those are the first two words that the disciples heard him say after the resurrection. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Glory be to God. Spirit of the Lord wants to talk to us about something very specific, which I'll get to rather quickly. But before I talk about that, I want to point out a couple of things, and that would be where he said, the angel said, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goes before you. He goes before you into Galilee. So they obeyed, and they were running, and while they were running to tell them what the angel had said, Jesus appeared, and they saw him, and they fell down, and they grabbed his feet. He said, all hail, and they fell down, and they saw him in his resurrected body, and he said to them the same thing the angel said, Be not afraid there's something about a revelation of the resurrection that destroys fear. Fear of death, fear of the devil, fear of the times, fear of the Romans, fear of the armies, fear of the weapons. There's something about a resurrected Christ that makes you absolutely bold to realize nothing is impossible. And I want you to see this, and it's very important because... Jesus then said to them exactly what the angel had said. Be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go to Galilee and there they shall see me. And then we pick up at verse 16 and it says, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. So you see that they had enough faith to do what these women told them to do. So they obviously obeyed, even though some of them still hesitated and doubted because they hadn't seen for themselves. It says they believed him, but some doubted. And then it says, and Jesus came, glory to God, and spake unto them, all power is given unto me, in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Now obviously there's much more we could talk about, but one of the things that I want to say to you, that the Lord told me to say to you, because He is risen. And because He is alive. He has gone before you. And if you will go where he tells you to go, you will see that he has gone before you and he'll meet you there. Do you see that? Too many people wonder, why don't I see the hand of God move from my life? I mean, if he's alive and there's miracles for today, I don't understand why I'm not really seeing him move in my life. I'll tell you why. Because the angel... Told the women, He is not here, He is risen. As He said, Come and see. So when they saw, He wasn't still in the ground. Are you listening to me? When they were able to see by revelation, He was no longer in the ground, the angel said, Go quickly and tell it. That's why the body of Christ is so slow. There's nothing about his resurrection that says, be slow about sharing your faith. There's nothing about the resurrection that says, have anxiety about how they're going to receive you and be worried about pushing religion on them. No, no, that's all the devil. Because he's actually afraid of you quickly telling them that Jesus is alive. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you'll go... Where he tells you to go, he's already gone before you, for you to see him there in all power. I've been on six continents and fifty nations, and there's never been a time I've stood on a stage and preached this gospel that that miracles didn't happen because he went before me there. See, I'm not. This isn't our ministry. It's not even Harvest Ministry. It's not even. Your ministry, this is the ministry of the Lord Jesus and you and I happen to be called to it and we happen to be members of his body and when we use that name and go where he tells us to go, his power goes before us. All because he is not here. He is risen. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Now, I only have two more verses to read to you, but it's a set of verses, so let's go to the book of Romans, and I want to begin to read in the book of Romans, glory be to God, chapter 6, and I'd like to start in verse 1, and once again, we're going to read several verses. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace might abound? God forbid. How shall we, that are dead to sin, live any longer therein? Know ye not that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized, immersed into His death? Therefore, we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, Even so, we also should walk in a newness of life. That verse right there alone, I'm about to read some more and I'll do my best not to stop much in the text today because I'm going to let the word speak for itself. But that verse alone today will give you a new walk. No matter what your life experience has been, it's time for you to walk in newness of life. Glory be to God. Now let's read on. Glory be to God. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also be like or in the likeness of His resurrection. Now we'll come back to that phrase in a minute. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin, did you know sin has a body? Yes. Yes, sir. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Sin has a body. Somebody may ask, well, what does the body of sin look like? Well, let me just tell you, the body of sin is so hideous The world had to go dark for three hours because no man could bear to look upon the grotesque nature of what it did to Jesus' body on that tree. You can't even imagine what the full weight of the sin of humanity caused him to look like. And so an eclipse, a full eclipse had to come so no man could see it because the prophet said he didn't even resemble a man. Sin's body hung on that tree. Sin had an embodiment. Sin has a body. You are the body of Christ. You are not the body of sin. Glory be to God. And sin is not to be in your body. Glory be to God. You were buried with Him, you were crucified with Him. And today, We celebrate the fact that we are risen with Him. Glory be to God. Let's read the rest of this verse. Now now, now starting in verse 6 again. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with Him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death has no more dominion over Him. Glory be to God. Do you hear that? Death. Death. Say it out loud. Death. Death has no more dominion over Him. And in that he died, he died to sin once. Not a hundred times rolling around the altar begging God to forgive you because you can't get free from what your past was. Once and for all, he destroyed the dominion sin had over his body. The body of sin is destroyed by the power of the cross. Glory be to God. So by the time you get down to verse 14, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. So I want to read these back to back. Verse 9 to verse 14. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more, death has no more dominion over him, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Can you see clearly that what he did, he didn't do for himself, he did for you? So if the tomb is empty, it wasn't for him, it's for you. He is not here, he is risen. I've got one more set of verses for you. It's in the book of Philippians chapter 3. I want to begin verse 9. It says, And to be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I may know Him. Oh, oh, until you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, till you know that he was made to be sin for you, that you might be made to be the righteousness of God in him, till you know that you don't know him. You don't know what he did. You don't know why he did it. But he left you in a different condition after his resurrection than he did before he went to that tree. You're not the same person you used to be. Glory be to God. You were an old sinner. You have been saved by grace. You're not still an old sinner. You are now a new creature. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what, that's what, that's what Resurrection Day is all about. A new you. Not just him out of the ground. A new you. And that he dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For sin shall not have dominion over you. The the resurrection day means nothing has dominion over you anymore. It's not just wow what a wonderful story. Oh glory to God we get to buy some new clothes and hunt some eggs. But to know him. And the power. Now the angel said, go quickly and tell my disciples to go before me into Galilee. I'll meet them there. They're running on the way. He appears to them. Oh hail. Woo! They fall down in the glory. Hold him by the feet. He says, don't be afraid. Go tell my brethren to go before me into Galilee. I'll see, they'll see me there. And so they went. When they got there, he came. And when he showed up, they heard two words. All power tomb empty all power go ye therefore are you hearing what I'm saying tomb is empty all power in heaven and in earth go ye so wherever he tells you to go he's going to go before you with all power and you don't ever need to be afraid Why? Because if you'll go and do what he says, you will see him there. Glory be to God. I promise you on the other end of every faith step of obedience, he has gone before you, he will meet you there. One man said years ago this phrase, and I love it, I can't improve on it, so I'm going to say it this way. If you knew what was on the other side of your mountain, you'd be sure and move it. It's the enemy trying to keep that thing in place. For death has no more dominion over him. Sin has no more dominion over you. All power. All power. Amen? Now let's read this again. That I may know him. And what? Say to know know the power. This word know means to experience it. This doesn't mean hear stories about it, read books about revival, you know, tell good, tell good, no, no. It means you, the body of Christ, are supposed to, in your physical body, experience the benefit, the effect, and the manifestation of the power of his resurrection. You're supposed to know it. What I mean by know it is, he intervenes. When sin, sickness, death, disease, and demons are trying to kill you, he intervenes. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts a standard against him. He intervenes. Why? So that I can know the power of an empty tomb. Glory to God. If he is alive, he can do today what he's always done. I tell people on every crusade field, People say, well, that's awfully bold. No, it's awfully factual. You see, it, see, when you preach the truth, it'll make men free. And the truth is, when I preach this gospel, I'll tell them anywhere in the world, and I mean I don't back up on it not an inch. If miracles don't happen on this field tonight, you are not obligated to believe anything I say. Did you hear what I said? See, the American church knows almost nothing of that kind of revelation. I tell people all over the world, if you'll come to him like they came, pray like they prayed, believe like they believe, cry out like they cried out, act like they acted, receive like they received, you can have what they had, for he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. On this field tonight, blind eyes will open. On this field tonight, deaf ears will open. On this field tonight, the cripples will walk again. For the one who has all power has given me his name. And in the name of Jesus, be delivered from your oppression. In the name of a resurrected Lord, be healed in your body.
1: Oh,
0: the tomb is empty. Oh, the tomb is empty. Oh, the tomb is empty. You've been serving Muhammad for 25 years. He couldn't do it. You've been serving Buddha for 15 years. He couldn't do it. You've been serving Confucius for 40 years. He couldn't do it. You've been, for it. You've been sacrificing your baby to alligators and Shintoism and Hinduism. But there's one on the field tonight whose name is above all their names, yes. who is alive, yes. because Buddha's in the grave, yes. Muhammad's in the grave. And if he is alive, he can do this morning yes, sir. exactly the same things he did before he died.
1: Yes, he
0: can. And, he and if it doesn't happen, I'm a false prophet. You've got to have the courage to say it. Yes, sir. You better not just try it. No, sir. That's right. yes, sir. But when you know it, yes, sir. there's a difference in believing and knowing. Yes, sir. And when you know it, here's what I know. When he sent me to Haiti, in the middle of a coup, he went before me.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
0: Here's what I know. When he put me on the crusade fields of India, Vietnam, Pakistan, Kiev, Ukraine, Moscow, Russia, Africa, Latin America, Central, South America, Mexico, the remote regions of the indigenous peoples of Canada, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, i watched the Jesus of the Bible be the same to every person that will believe. You've come too late to tell me miracles have passed away. You've come too late that it only happens other places. Follow me around. You'll see it happening in church after church in America. For where somebody believes in that name, demons will bow and Jesus will prove he has power. And the world deserves a fearless church. What I'm preaching to you today is not theory. So I know him. I know him. I don't believe in him. I know him and the power. I know the power. Now look what it says, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Fellowship. Now, time won't permit me to break that down in a teaching so that you can understand it. Let me just say this. When Jesus died, the scripture says, God put you in him. So you're going to have to at least take one aspect of identifying with his suffering. And at least if you can't can't even fathom that you might have to endure some hardship or or, or that you might be hated for his name or any of those things, if, if you just can't go there right now, at least go to this place with me. That you were in him when he died. That he loved you so much, he died as your substitute. And the only way you could ever be forgiven as if you fellowship with the suffering he experienced on that tree. If you will just take on the inside of yourself and in your heart that it was your and my sin that caused him to die that gruesome death, that somehow I've got to intermingle with that thought and allow myself to understand I am that wicked. I was a sinner. I deserved hell. But I had a Savior. And I found a ransom. And when I accepted that ransom, that ram got offered instead of me. My substitute died instead of me. The substitute was made sick and took stripes instead of me having to die with sickness. And with his stripes, I was healed I have to see it I have to see it I, I'm a tad deeper into this than I expected to go but give me just another moment or two is all I ask in Galatians 3:13, it says very clearly here that as it is written Christ has redeemed us he's redeemed us he's redeemed us I love the gospel of jo- the book of Job it really is a prophetic utterance of the gospel when he said, I found a ransom. Job said, I found a ransom. He talks about all the conditions that were in his life and all the trials he went through. He said, but I found a ransom and my flesh became fresher than a baby's flesh. I'm telling you, I found a ransom and it will literally cover my body with brand new flesh. It will literally recreate the organs on the inside of my being. It will literally put life in the marrow of my bones. I have found a ransom. Who shed his blood so that I could have a blood transfusion? Oh, glory be to God. I'm so grateful I found a ransom. And that's what it says Christ has redeemed us. He's our ransom. He's redeemed us from what? The curse we deserved. Being made a curse for us. Now look at the next phrase For it is written, what does it say? Cursed is everyone that hung on a tree. Curses everyone. That hangs on a tree. That means when he hung on the tree, everyone hung on that tree. So when he hung on that tree and took the results of my disobedience, he granted me access to the benefits of his obedience. So he became sin so I could be forgiven and righteous. He became sick so I could be healed. Glory be to God. He became poor so that my need could be provided more than enough. What a God we serve. What a substitute we have. I am so grateful today that the empty tomb means it is finished. He didn't sit down because he was tired. He sat down because it was done. So stay with me for just a couple of verses here. He says in Philippians 3, I want to be found in him. That's the fellowship. That's the fellowship of the sufferings. Finding yourself in him. He suffered for you because it was my suffering he took. So that was me in him suffering. I found myself in him on that tree. When he took the stripes, I have paid the price to be healed. The price was paid for me to be healed. He was striped so I could be healed. I found my healing in fellowship with the suffering he took for what I deserved. I found myself in him. I found myself in him. And when I found myself in him, I looked entirely different. I began to walk in newness of life. When I found myself in him, I found myself forgiven. When I found myself in him, I found myself healed. When I found myself in him, I found myself victorious. I found myself prosperous. I found myself with boldness. I found myself with power. When I found myself in him, I realized he was a man of grief. So I have grief broken off of me. He was acquainted with sorrow so that I don't have to fear a sorrow-filled future and sorrow of mine. That depression came on him. That sickness came on him. That loneliness came on him. That forsakenness came on him. That sickness came on him. That sin came on him so that I could have the opposite of every one of those things. He took that so I could have the blessing of what the righteous man deserves. I mean, that's what the resurrection is all about. So to be found in him. Be found in him how? That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings so that being made conformable to his death. What in the world would that mean? That would mean the body of sin is destroyed. Therefore, sin doesn't have dominion over me. If I'm going to conform, if my body is going to conform to what his death produced then I have to live in dominion over sin that's how I conform to his death his death destroyed sins power over me so the way I conform to it is I change And I don't treat myself when I look in the mirror as the old sorry old bucket of mud. It's an old unworthy worm who I don't know if God would ever do that for me. That's a lying, sniveling, whipped puppy of a damned soul. And you're not a damned soul. You're forgiven. You're righteous. You're blessed. You're worthy. Glory to God. So if I'm going to conform to his death, I have to be healed. Because by his stripes I was healed. So for me to conform to what is death produced means I have to be healed. Glory be to God. So you understand what's going on here. Now let me read this in the Amplified and just expedite where we have to go. Are you with me? Are you listening? And I want the ushers to get ready. We're going to take communion within about five minutes. In fact, I'd love for you to come up here and just begin to pass out the disposable communion. Now listen to me. We can do two things at once. The anointing that's in this room, you're on the edge of your seat. This is a part of the preaching. We're acting on it right now. And I want it in your hands to act while your faith is high. So don't get distracted by a gold tray. You've seen one before. Don't get distracted by a plastic cup. You've seen one before. Get it in your hand and stay focused on the Word. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, and get it out quickly. What you do, do quickly. It doesn't have to be all wonderfully proper. Just hand it to them, they'll pass it along. I don't care. Let's get it out there. Glory to God. Now, stay with me right here. The Amplified Classic, and I want you to bring it up in the Amplified Classic, please. Philippians chapter 3. And I want to read it, verse 10 and verse 11. Now, some of you may not have the Amplified Classic, so we're going to have it up here for you. Look what it says. My determined purpose is, now you'll be able to see out of the corner of your eye that that tray is coming. Look at me. Stay focused on the Word. That's what I was talking about. My determined purpose is that I may know Him. Today we are going to become more deeply and progressively and intimately acquainted with Him. He's in the room today to prove he's alive to you personally. And today by the hearing of the word and by the action of your faith over the touch point of communion because we're going to celebrate that there's life in that blood. And that life belongs to me. Then I am going to progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Today, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to perceive and recognize and understand the wonders. Stay ahead of me now. Stay ahead of me. The wonders of His person. More strongly, more clearly. That I may in the same way come to know. Let's let them pass it along instead of getting in front of them. Just let them pass it this way. That in the same way, I may come to know the power. Look now, the power, say power. power. Outflowing, Outflowing from his resurrection, yes. resurrection. Which it exerts over believers.
1: Glory to
0: God. Now let's try that one more time. Yes, sir. Today, say this. Today. That I may in the same way way come to know know the power power. outflowing Outflowing from his resurrection, resurrection. which it exerts exerts over me, me, the the believer. This power is exerting influence over you right now. And it's time for you to conform to his death. Which means that communion, you might as well just go on and say, I'm leaving this place healed. Yes, this place healed. Which means that communion, you say, my battle with condemnation is over. I'm the righteousness of God. Yes. At communion, you say, I'm forgiven. And I refuse again to ever even come close to thinking another thought about what my past has done for me i'm not in debt to the flesh i don't have to spend the rest of my life paying back for that dumb decision i found a ransom somebody say i found a ransom say i've come to know the power the resurrection is exerting over me the believer that I may so share his sufferings. Oh, do you see this? As to be continually transformed. Transformed into his likeness. See, if you read this without Revelation goggles, you're going to think, well, you know, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. I love that song, but you ain't still at the cross. Not if you're filled with the Holy Ghost. The purpose of the cross was to get to Pentecost. I'm not still on the tree. I love crucifix. I wear a cross right here to to let the world know that I'm a believer. But he's not still on that tree. Any more than at Christmas he's a baby in a manger, he is no longer a a wounded man on a tree. He is the resurrected Lord of glory. And his face is like the noonday sun in all his strength. When he opens his mouth, it sounds like the roar of Niagara Falls. His hairs are white like wool. His eyes are like a flame of fire. He's clothed down to the foot with a sparkling white radiant garment. And his feet looked like burning, glowing bronze as if they came out of a fiery furnace. And around his waist, he's girded about the paps with a golden girdle. He is married to the body of Christ and if you got a problem with a little gold pastor has on, you're going to have a real problem with Jesus because his wedding band is this big and he wears it around his body. And John said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he laid his right hand upon me and said, Fear not, John. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys. Amen. He said, I saw him, and he had the keys in his hand. And do you know where he saw him? Walking among the seven golden candlesticks. And do you know what the candlesticks were? The seven candlesticks are the seven churches. Do you understand who's walking the aisle in church today? I'm praying you may continually be transformed in spirit into His likeness, even to what His death produced, which was access to this resurrection power. And if you can get a revelation of this, suddenly, Things that looked impossible, boom, you'll have hope. That's what the resurrection does. Hope. Hope to the hopeless. Possible to the impossible. Touchable to the untouchable. We have a high priest in the heavens, and we don't have him sitting up there where he cannot be touched. We can come to him boldly today. And now notice what it says in verse 11 here. You've got to see this. That if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection. Now look, 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 look. This is what I want you to see. That lifts me. Yes, oh, come on now. Yes. <laughs> That's what you're experiencing today. The supernatural anointing to lift you up out of your mess, What you can't get up out of on your own. The power to raise you up out of it. Yes, that lifts you out from among the dead. Now, see, most people, when they read this, they think, well, one day I'll be resurrected. That's what he's talking about. This isn't talking about the day you're coming out of the ground when the horn blows. This is talking about resurrection power now, even while you're in your body. We know he's going to resurrect our bodies. But the resurrection power is available now to live, not to die. Resurrection power causes you to live. 2022, the year of the great lifting up. 2022, a year of divine recovery. 2022, a year of lifelong dreams are going to come true. It's supposed to be your best year yet, and it's time for everything to come in full. Right now, this power is lifting you up, out from among any dead thing in your life. It'll make... Ligaments and sinews. I will to just have Tracy almost run up here. She still got that cast. I can't wait till she goes to the doctor. Oh, I can wait, but you know, I cannot wait till it gets confirmed that Jesus recreated her ankle. You say, well, how do you know? Because the first time I met her, she was on a walker, and she was healed of fourteen diseases and twenty-five medications monthly, and walked out of that tent off that walker completely well. What? 14 diagnosed medical diseases, came in on a walker, could barely walk. 25 different medications, or maybe I had that reversed. might have been 25 diseases before. That doesn't really matter. Point is, all of it left in the power of God under the tent in one moment. And that's why she didn't let the doctor tell her, you're going to be on crutches, you're going to be on walkers. She said, no, I've been there, done that. He's alive and going back there. When you get to know the power, it'll exert influence over your body. And the whole purpose of it is to conform your body and make it like His. So that you can walk in newness of life. That's the purpose of the cross. So now look, even while you're in the body, now drop all the way down to verse 21 because I preached my time away. Look what it says here. Now stay in the Amplified Classic, please, because I'm going to read the King James, and I don't want you flipping back and forth. I want them to see this. So I'm reading King James first, and here's what it says. Verse tw- now I'm going to read verse 20 and 21 in the King James. So just keep your focus on verse 21 here in the Amplified. Our conversation is in heaven from whence we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like His glorious body, according to the working whereby He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. I don't care what it is that's come against you, the working of resurrection power will subdue it. And make it bow and change your body to look like his. It's what's happening today. Listen to the Amplified Classic. Who will transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation. Anybody been humiliated by your own failures, your own faults, your own weakness, a past dumb thing you did? He's about to change all that today. (laughs) transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of His glory and majesty by exerting that power which enables Him even to subdue and subject everything to Himself. His resurrection is exerting power over you right now In this room, in the name of Jesus, and what it's doing is changing, transforming, and fashioning anew your body, your soul, your spirit, your money, your family, your social status, and your destiny to make it look like His. I've said it before, I'll say it again. You don't have the authority or the power to mess up so bad that you can break it bad enough that he can't fix it. His lift up has more power than your mess up. Glory be to God. Now here's the point before daylight that the Spirit of God said to me, to take communion over. It's a very simple point, but it's one that's absolutely, the Lord told me, would go through you like a laser. He himself is going to be as if he's speaking it. He has gone before me into this service. Yes, he, has. he was in this service before me because yes, I came here because he told me to. Yes, sir. To say what he told me to say yes, so you could see him. Oh, glory be to God. He is not here. He is risen. Now listen, listen. He is not here. He is risen. You're in him. Find yourself in him. You are not here. You are risen. You're risen indeed. So he or she is not in their past, not paying for their past. They're risen out of their past. They're not here in their past. You're not here in your past. No, no, You're not here in your grief. No. You're not here in your besetting sin. No. You're not here in your sickness. No. You're not here in your lack and poverty. No. You're not here in your anxiety. No. You are not here in your fear, no. your failure, no. your addiction, no. your dysfunction. Your brokenness, your condemnation, damnation, oppression, death, or hell. You are not here. You are risen out of all of that. See, the devil's coming around looking for the Nancy that used to be. And heaven, and you's answering back, Nancy is not here. Nancy has been risen. The devil's looking to find somebody that, that he put sickness on them, and they were healed. But then they messed up and said a little something wrong and started feeling condemnation. I think they opened the door for the devil to come back in, and now they got symptoms in their body. But he comes knocking on the door. Now, you see, I told you. I told you. Just a matter of time. I'm going to kill you with this disease. No. Tracy's not here. Tracy is risen. Andrew's not here. Andrew is risen. Wendy's not here. Wendy is risen. Adam's not here. Adam is risen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank Hallelujah. And I'll be real honest with you. You've already missed about 15 times to stand up, to raise up, to be lifted up, and to do it quickly.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: Now, I've got something to say to you. Get the communion in your hand. Listen to me. He or she is not here. Are you listening to me? What was the instruction? You're not here. here. He's not here. He's risen. Instruction. Don't be afraid. Go quickly and tell it. You say, well, why do you make us do stuff? Because faith without works is dead, and I don't want you dead. Because I'm not making you do anything. That's pretty obvious. Lots of folks don't tithe. I'd make them if I could. I'm not making anybody do anything. I finally, it seems like I coaxed you up out of your seat a little slow. But nobody locked the door. Don't you think it's about time? What you do, you do quickly. Because you are not there. You are risen. I'm totally convinced it's dysfunction, sin consciousness, anxiety, condemnation, heaviness, grief, depression that's keeping people on their blessed assurance. And it's about time that you see the tomb is empty. And the reason the tomb is empty is because you have been emptied of your failure. You headed straight for that tomb till he raised you up. And the lifter of our head is in the room. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 25. We're going to look at it together and I want you to prepare your communion. Because we literally are going to have, listen to me, a salvation prayer. Yes, sir. Well, what does that mean? Sozo. Amen. You're saved. Yes, sir. You're saved from your enemy. Yes, sir. If you've never made Him the Lord of your life, now would be the time to do that. Amen. But that's when you get born again. That's not the total prayer of salvation. Amen. Salvation means healed. Delivered emotionally mentally physically socially. It means I'm free from my sin I'm no longer addicted to alcohol cigarettes or meth It means cocaine has no dominion over me. It means he dies no more So death had does not have dominion over him. Therefore sin has no dominion over me Today right now in this room is your moment to take dominion over everything that's still down here and it's time to announce when those voices come who are you looking for oh he's not here he's risen when that thought comes you say who are you looking for you say she's not here You know, anymore they drop stuff at your door, and you got to have door cams keep people from stealing it. That's what our world's come to. But it used to be you had to sign for packages. Devil's all the time going door to door, knocking on the door, trying to get you to sign for a package that doesn't have your name on it. Stop signing for stuff that's not yours. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Say it right now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I know you may not have the elements wherever you are watching. I pray that you might. But here's the bottom line. Supernaturally, the Scripture tells us Thanksgiving is the Eucharist, which means even if you don't have the elements, you can begin to thank Him and do what we do, and He'll come commune with you. Jesus. Because the idea is these are just symbols, touch points in the natural of the reality that Jesus of Nazareth is here. He's come to commune with us and exert power yes, over our failures and our shortcomings and the depression and the dysfunction. Yes, and this is our moment. Communion yes, is Communion's twofold because it's a blood covenant. Yes, sir. It's a means to an end. One symbolizes death and the other life. Yes, yes, it's time for you to die to your own thoughts, your own ways, your own situations, your own brokenness, and that's why we eat the bread first. You die, then you rise. You die, then you rise. It's why you break the bread, because when something's broken, huh, that's why the anointing destroys, it breaks off of you. So today, when you break that bread, decide right now the curse, the sin, the depression, the failure, whatever is not me that died and is buried that doesn't belong to me, that is not here, that doesn't exist anymore, I break that thought. I break that idea. I break that off of me because the power is here. All power is here. He has gone before me, and I'm about to see him as I do this. Now, here's what I want to do. I want you to see what it says as the Apostle Paul, who did not do so at the Last Supper, but after Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, he went to the third heaven. According to this, these words are in red in your Bible, and what it means is Jesus personally served the Apostle Paul, the Last Supper, in heaven. Amen. Yes. Taught him about it. Yes. Can you imagine? Oh, I cannot wait to get there and talk to both of them. Amen. I want to find out how that happened. Because he said, I won't drink this with you again until I drink it new in the kingdom doesn't mean that Jesus isn't going to drink it till we finally get there. That's not what that means at all. It means I will not on earth in this situation ever eat Passover with you. I am the Passover. So that instead of the type and shadow meal, the real's is going to come. And when you're put in this new kingdom, every time you do it, as often as you do it, I'll do it with you. So today the head of the church is in the room to take communion you, with His body just like He served it to Paul. Yes, sir. I've got one thing to say about it and we're very close to receiving it. But It's simply this, and I'd like to read this so you see it. It's three verses, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 25. And I want you to look at it and let's read it together. We've got the elements. For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. Mm. And when he had given thanks, see what I'm talking about? Just begin to thank him right now. You are about to have access to something that only his power could produce. Power to lift you out of what you can't get out of on your own. Take and eat, he said. This is my body which is broken for you. Now look, this do... In remembrance of me likewise it says in verse 25 he took the cup and after the same manner when he took the cup and he had supped, saying the cup is the New Testament in my blood the life of the flesh is in the blood so the this is the body of his flesh his blood is the life and so he's cleansed me and his blood gives life to my flesh anything I plead the blood over today now here's the key as often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Now, the Lord visited me on this phrase, and he said, there's something here that you haven't seen that I want to show you. I'd never heard it preached. I heard anybody else preach it. And uh, But he said to me, you've always read that phrase right there as remember what I did. Remember how I died on the cross. Remember, well, that's a part of it. But what you don't understand is that's not all of it. Here's what the Lord Jesus said to me. He said to me, and this is the way it's written in the Amplified Classic and the way it's written in the Greek. He says, when you do it, and let me me just flip this because I want to read it like that without opening my Bible here. Glory to God. I believe I have it right here. Excuse me. It must be in the back here. I may have to open it anyway. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I got it right here it is. When you do this, he said, do it. And when you're doing it, call me to remembrance. Yes, sir. That's different than do it in remembrance of me. Right. He's saying, when you're doing this, you're calling me to remembrance. Yes, sir. And it is Isaiah 43, 25, and 26. Plead your case. Put me in remembrance of my word and prove me and see if I won't do everything I promised you I would do. Right now, I am calling him to remembrance by faith that his body was broken, so I'm not going to bear the consequences of my own sin. I'm reminding him I'm not going to be punished, I'm not in my past, I'm risen. I'm a new creature. I'm reminding him of what he said and he now on the covenant end by his blood is going to do it in a blood sworn oath. You have to declare with this blood. Did you know the blood speaks? Yes, sir. So today that's how you apply the blood. It speaks. Today, literally in a moment of time now, we've all, we're we're there. We're going to pray over this and receive it as a body. But even though we're a body as one and we have corporate faith, the body's made up of individuals. Yes, sir. The just shall live by his own faith. Yes, sir. Yes. Today, you're going to know him and the power of his resurrection yes, yes. as it exerts influence yes. over your body. Yes. Whatever any one of those things that you struggle with that you've been down here, he and she, they are not here. They are risen. Yes, sir. So when we receive this blood today with your own mouth, boldly, you're going to open your mouth and say, no, 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 that sick person doesn't live in this body anymore. They are not here. They are the healed. They are the risen. That depressed person doesn't live in this body anymore. They are not healed. They are, they are not here. They are delivered. They have a sound mind. They are risen. Do you get it? whatever it is you're struggling with, all of the above, today is your day to receive it. We are going to pray the prayer of salvation. Father, we hold the elements up before you today. By the authority of the name of Jesus that is above every name, the name at which every knee will bow and every tongue will swear of things or beings in heaven, things or beings in earth, or things or beings under the earth, I invoke in Jesus' name, that great name, by the right to do so by the blood of the Lamb. And I invite the body of Christ now to repeat with me, Father, Father I, believe, I believe Jesus, Jesus your Son, your son came, came to the earth, to the earth born, of a virgin, born of a virgin, appeared in the flesh. Live sinless. sinless. Was attended to to. and seen by angels. angels. He died on a tree. He died died innocently for me. He He took my sin on that tree. He was buried buried. and he he went to hell in my place. He was cursed in my place. He was made sick in my place. He was forsaken in my place so that I could be forgiven, so that I could be healed, so that I could be chosen, so that I could have peace, so that I could be free, so that I could walk in victory, so that I could prosper, so that I could have authority. So that, so that i will live long so that i will fulfill my destiny, so fulfill my destiny. and today, and today I, accept him I accept him as your son, as your son manifest in the flesh raised bodily from the dead body, defeated the devil for me Jesus, and, has and has the keys and as my lord, as my lord right, now, right now i call him my covenant partner to remember us of what he did when he finished it forever for me on that tree. Now I'm free. Now I'm healed. Now I'm redeemed. Now I'm forgiven and I receive it now from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. In, my feet. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name I, break I break this bread. He was broken, he was broken. So, I so I never have to be. I will never be broken. I will never be broken. The, broken the broken person is not here. Is not here. I'm, risen, I'm risen, and I receive it now. Whoa! Glory to God. Thank you Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory, glory. Glory to God. Oh! 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 Glory to God. He is risen! He is risen indeed. Oh! Oh! He's gone before you in power. Yes, he has. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There is power. In the blood of Jesus. It's power. And that power in that blood, a different song says, flows to the highest mountain. Yes, it does. Goes to the lowest of valley. Yes, it, does. it touches every facet of my life. And the life, Jesus, Zoe, life, is in me. I'm in Him, He's in me, I am the righteousness
1: of God in Christ.
0: I have a right today to full salvation. That unsaved person is not here. And I receive it. As all the promises promises of the whole new covenant covenant. is in it it. and I take it into me me. now. now in Jesus' name.